0: Oh, and welcome to this innovation forum podcast with me ian welsh joining me today is megan pesy who's head of knowledge and learning at the international Cocoa initiative and we're going to be talking about a cash transfer pilot in cocoa communities in ghana welcome to the podcast megan
1: thanks very much for having me
0: perhaps you could start us off by just giving us a bit of information on what exactly the cash transfer program was and why it was established
1: the program was an innovation project set up really to understand What is the impact of income support on cocoa growing families and if it would be a good means of helping reduce child labour, which is a really common human rights challenge in these areas.
0: What did the programme demonstrate and what are the principal conclusions?
1: The programme in a nutshell showed that cash transfers can reduce child labour, which is really positive, and that we see a reduction of around 20% after six months of cash transfer.
0: Obviously, definitions are very important here, and context is very important. There are some tight definitions around child labour. Perhaps you could just outline the differences between child labour and, for example, children doing some work.
1: It's really important to know that not all work by children is child labour. And in fact, some work, what we call light work, is considered beneficial to children's acquisition of skills and part of their healthy development. However, depending on the age of the child and depending on the type of work that they do, Some work can be harmful to their health and to their development. When we're talking about child labour here, we're talking about specifically hazardous child labour. So that's doing tasks that are considered as harmful, according to the legislation in Ghana. So to give you some concrete examples of that, that means things like using sharp tools like machetes. That means being exposed to pesticides and carrying heavy loads, this kind of thing.
0: And of course, it's very easy to be judgmental around these issues. I mean, I grew up in Scotland and in, in Scotland until just a few years ago, there was a regular use of child labour and school holidays to help with potato harvest, for example. It doesn't happen so much now, but it was something that was very much a part of the childhood when I was growing up. Thinking back to the communities in Ghana, why are regular payments more beneficial than a lump sum?
1: So this is a really interesting question, and it's something we thought about quite a lot during the preparation of this innovation project. Before we started designing the cash transfer programme, we looked at all the available evidence of what had been the effect of different types of cash transfer programme in similar contexts. So other rural areas where agriculture is a main livelihood source. We looked also at the design of those different programmes to see what we could learn in order to help us design in a good way the cash transfer programme we were doing. One of the things we saw, which was maybe slightly surprising because in general, cash transfer programs have all sorts of benefits and have been shown to have all sorts of benefits for children and adults alike. But what we saw is there also can be some unexpected negative consequences, which is that if you are a poor family, you suddenly receive a large amount of money. One of the things that might be good to do with that money is to invest it in your farm or in your business, thinking of the potential long-term benefits that money can give the problem is, if you make a large investment in a farm, for example, buying a load of crops that needs to be planted, needs land preparation, there's a labour need that comes with that. And if you've just spent the money and invested it on your crop, on your land, then where does that labour come from? When labour is scarce, and when you don't have money to afford adult labour, one of the things that happens is that children end up helping out. So what we saw from a small number of the studies that we reviewed was actually that child labour had increased as a result of the cash transfer programme. And so we really wanted to avoid that potential negative effect. Our strategy was to make sure that the payments were spread out. So smaller amounts every month rather than a big amount once every six months and to really encourage spending on everyday needs on things that could benefit children. So specifically food, education, things like this.
0: And I guess making the regular payments in this scheme is better than paying farmers a better price for their cocoa because again, that will only come at a particular time in the season, whereas this sort of scheme spreads the payments out.
1: Exactly. And that's one of the big challenges in relation to agricultural work in general, is that you start to get a lot of money at certain times of the year, notably in the harvest season, but there are other times of the year where there's very little cash flow. And often those times of the year also coincide with other moments where you might need to make some important investments, for example, at the start of the school year to make sure that your kids have uniforms, shoes, books, this kind of thing. So we were really keen to have the cash transfer running during the lean season to make sure that those families did have available income
0: at a time when they needed it most. So what's the particular significance then of the fact that the payments are made direct to farmers?
1: Well, all payments are made somehow directly to farmers one way or another. I'd rather frame it as they came independently of the cocoa revenues. So what's interesting about having the payments independent of the cocoa revenue is that it's dependable. It comes at the same time every month. Most importantly, it's not connected to the size of your farm. So we have a big problem in West Africa about farmers not earning what's calculated as a living income for their cocoa. And the reality of this is is that the large majority of farmers don't earn a living income. If you, in order to address that problem, increase the price of cocoa. One of the challenges is that the cocoa farmers that are going to reach that threshold first are the ones with the largest farms who are already the ones with the most amount of money. And in many cases, cocoa farms are quite small. Cocoa is one of several income sources. So if you're looking at cocoa price alone as the way to increase the income of those farmers, you need to increase that cocoa price by a huge amount in order to benefit those farmers with the smallest plots who have the smallest production. What was interesting about this pilot is that we gave all households money under the same conditions, regardless of the size of their farm, regardless of the size of their production. And the only criteria that mattered were the number of school-aged children. So they got a sum of money for younger children, a sum of money for older children. It was capped at a certain amount, but it meant that even the households with relatively small farms who had cocoa as quite a small part of their overall income benefited in the same way from that.
0: And what was the typical amount then that a farmer would receive per month during the pilot?
1: So on average, it was around $30 a month, which represented a 20% increase in their monthly expenditure.
0: So do you think that such farmer payment schemes should become permanent programmes? If that is the case, how would they best be operated?
1: So we see from the results of this pilot some really promising results, which is that it enabled child labour to reduce even over a very short period of time. Six months is not very long, and yet we see quite a significant reduction in hazardous child labour that certainly suggests that other means of supporting farmer incomes so that they have reliable income to draw on should absolutely be promoted. Are cash transfer programs like this the only means of doing it? Certainly not. But if it's a possibility for companies to put in place cash transfer programs, for national authorities to put in place cash transfer programs, then these efforts should absolutely be supported alongside other efforts to prevent and address child labour.
0: And I guess in these days of mobile phone payments and other smart methods of getting payments direct to farmers, there's much less of a risk of, in the past, when payments are made at a national level, it took a long time for the cash to filter down to farms, perhaps. But now, because direct payments are much easier, I guess it's more practical to have this sort of scheme.
1: Yeah, uh, we were really pleasantly surprised in the implementation of this project how successful payments via mobile money were. We had very, very few reports of challenges accessing those payments and we made sure that all the farmers as part of the scheme had a functioning mobile phone that could receive and was registered to accept mobile money payments. A sort of unintended benefit of the project was that in order to register the households for the mobile money, we needed to make sure that they had their correct official ID registered with the phone and with the mobile money provider, which previously hadn't been the case. So it also allowed us to update the farmer lists with the correct names of all the farmers, so that all of that could be processed properly. So that ended up improving, inadvertently, the registration process of the farmers, which was a benefit, of
0: course, to the cooperatives too. With thinking going forward then, to what extent is there an appetite in the cocoa sector to extend such programmes?
1: I think there's quite a lot of appetite. You've probably seen recent announcements, for example, by Nestle of their programme called the Household Income Accelerator, which does something very similar in Cote d'Ivoire. It's already been going for several months and they recently announced plans for a big scale up, but that's absolutely using cash payments as an incentive to farmers to do certain behaviors. So that includes promoting good agricultural practices and um, agroforestry, ensuring children are attending school and um, encouraging the establishment of alternative income generating activities as well. That's one example of a very large scale scheme that's already in place. Also in Cote d'Ivoire, there have been some other work with coca companies like Tony's Chocolate Only, also using cash transfers. And there are a couple of studies ongoing to also test cash transfers in other similar contexts. So the momentum is already there. And I think the results of this study are really exciting because they show that it does have the effects that we want it to have, which is not only to increase household resilience, but also to reduce child labour.
0: Do you think that's a way forward then to link cash payments to certain behaviour change? As I understand that your pilot didn't require that at all. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. So the cash transfer scheme that we piloted in Ghana was unconditional, which means that households didn't have to do anything in particular in order to receive the cash. The key difference between this one and the new scheme announced by Nestle is that it's conditional. And so households have to do certain things in order to have that. We, again, thought about this idea of conditionality when we were doing the design of this program. And we looked at a lot of other cash transfer schemes, including those run by governments um, across the world. In terms of results, we see similar results. So whether you give conditional or unconditional cash transfers, the results are generally positive and they're generally similar in magnitude. You don't necessarily see significantly better results if you impose conditions.
0: Well, it's certainly a fascinating programme and it's great to hear that it's demonstrated the benefits of such cash transfers and helping cocoa farmers on the ground. For now, Megan Pacey, Head of Knowledge and Learning at the International Cocoa Initiative. Thank you very much. Thank you.